Welcome to episode 55 of the Radio MVP Sports Podcast. I'm Tim Continental along with Anthony Kepley. And my voice is a little hoarse today, but we had a hell of a game uh, on Saturday night in Dover at Crater Stadium as the Girard Indians qualify for the State Four Championships and will take on Cincinnati, Wyoming next Saturday night. And yes, that game will be heard live on ESPN 1570 with yours truly and Matt Emsch and our partner, Anthony Kepley on stats as producer of the on-site show. And it's going to be an amazing, amazing opportunity. And now we're going to talk about that. But first and foremost, Anthony, how are you feeling this morning? Boy, uh, I don't know if there's words to describe my emotions. Usually Sundays are the, well, we got to go back to work the next day. But, Sam, I think you feel this. You share the same sentiment as I do this this, this afternoon that uh, wake up tomorrow is going to be a little bit easier after the weekend we had. I mean, we were privileged to uh, not one, not two, but among, in some people's cases, three really fun games that we're going to cover. Uh, what a win for Gerard. Uh, what an absolute win. Uh, uh, congratulations on a great call. That was phenomenal. Um, it, it was uh, – I don't know. I don't have any words still. I mean, less than twelve hours, less than you know, twenty-four hours later. I don't have words, Tim. I, I don't. Well, let's say this: uh, the more we learn about Gerard, and we've learned a lot about him throughout the mm -hmm. year. We've had him a couple times during the season, and we've now have had the opportunity to cover him in the playoffs, and we'll have the opportunity to cover him in the championship game next week. Mark Wade is, without a doubt, the top quarterback in the state of Ohio this year. I think we can put Mark that Wade. monitor on him and not worry about it going forward. Uh, he is not the entire team. Nope. He is the leader of the team, yep. and he possesses the ball every play because he's the quarterback. And, man, if you can choose one quarterback in the state of Ohio to have right now, at the high school level, it's Mark Wade. It's the run he is on right now. I saw a stat last night, and credit to Steve Ruman on this, who does a, an absolutely phenomenal job covering this game. He is second in the entire country, not the state, the entire country in total yardage as a quarterback behind a kid from San Bernardino in California. I, let yeah. that sink in. It's only yeah, like 10 years. It's absolutely mind-boggling. And I made this mention to you last night when we saw Wade in, what was that, August or early September, we saw him against JFK. He was really good then. This kid's taken to three other levels. The, the leadership he possesses, and you always say that the sign of a true, the sign of a true leader on the field is, you know, it's like in the backyard. You're down five, six points. You got the ball with three or four minutes left. Go win them the game. And the plays he made, I've been watching high school football a long time, and I've been fortunate to be a, at a couple state championship games. Mark Waits played last night to win Gerard the game was the best play I've seen. Yeah, it was just – it's just it, tremendous. And uh, – all I'm going to say is those who didn't see the game or did not listen to the game, 
or have not seen highlights of the game, I will have the MVP sport, high school sports or high school football sports. I don't get it out yet. The <laughs> high school football uh, scoreboard show out very soon. And uh, well, probably tonight if I have time to edit it, there's mm -hmm. only like 15 touchdowns to edit yeah. and some major plays probably to try to find. And, you want to talk uh, about a tough job doing stats. Good Lord. Oh my God. Well, listen to this. And and I'm, and I should have grabbed your stats from last night, but I did it. Um, this is for, from like you mentioned from Steve Ruman's post earlier yeah. today. Um, last night he had Mark Wade with 30 of 44 passing yep. for 422 yards. Yep. With three touchdowns. He carried about 23 times mm -hmm. for the 163 yards. Yep. With four touchdowns. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just incredible numbers. Uh, this season in the playoffs, the playoffs alone, he's passed for 1,171 yards and 11 touchdowns. And he has rushed for, this is in insane. Yeah. In the playoffs, he has rushed for 869 yards. I mean, it's just phenomenal the numbers he's put up. It's godly. That's 218 uh, yards a game rushing. I know. I mean, he had over 300 in the first game this of the is, uh, playoffs. This is absolutely nuts. And yeah. to think uh, that this Gerard team now might not even be here without a last-second comeback in the first round. against I mean, That's how yeah. incredible this story is. Well, uh, let me tell you this. Uh, I'm at work uh, three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. after, before yeah. the first week of the – four weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, before the first week of the of the playoffs. And in comes one of the uh, upper management guys from mm -hmm. uh, from the Cleveland area, and that's mm -hmm. where, where I work at Car Parse is based. Mm -hmm. Well – um, I think he's a merchandiser. I'm not sure exactly what he is. Anyways, he came in and I, I'm just BSing. And next thing I know, they they're talking high school football. There's about two of them, you know, from that area. And mm -hmm. they were talking. Matter of fact, he was from Perry. His son played okay. for Perry. And okay. Uh, matter of fact, his son is a, a terrific athlete, from what I heard. And I can't remember his name. And I apologize. Mm -hmm. uh, he broke his ankle oh. in the game against um, Gerard last week. Uh, unfortunate. It was one of the first plays of the game. Uh, didn't want to come out of the game. He came back in, came oh, out like man. two different times before they pulled him completely from the yeah. game. Um, one of their best players uh, for Perry, and it's unfortunate. And it's first time in his life he ever broke a bone oh. and that type of thing. And uh, his season's over. And they, matter of fact, I think he told me he had to put screws in his ankles oh. to hold to put it together. So uh, my heart's out to him. Uh, I, I should have got his name. I, I, I'll probably remember it later, but that's just typically me. Mm, yep. Uh, so anyways, um, we were talking before the playoff game and, you know, he was talking about Perry and how good they are. And I mentioned, you know, I got to see Perry last year. I know they're good. That's a good program. Yeah. And neither of those kids play together a long time. And I mentioned how uh, I know, uh, Gene Win Winters, who does mm -hmm. their games on the radio, and and uh, and we were talking about different things, and and I says, I'll tell you what, I says that this is what I call the goat rodeo of, of high school football this year is Division Four, Region Thirteen. Mm -hmm. I said it's just loaded. He goes, really? I says, unbelievably loaded. I said it has talent up and down. These eight teams, any of these eight teams, can surprise somebody and win the whole damn thing, and mm -hmm. it's and that's where we're at, you know. 
Gerard Wood came in at number five, and East had the home game. As everybody remember, East yep. was the uh, the upper seed at number four. And as you mentioned, we started talking. You know, he and I, and I says, I, I go, Mark Wade's phenomenal, and uh, the, the Gerard is underrated. People don't realize how good they could be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this team has the ability to win. But I was like, I tell you, a team. I says, I, I, if I have to pick a, you know, a team that's not. I says, I don't know if they're really an underdog, but they're seated four. I said, I thought East had a chance mm-hmm. to become state champion. And that, and this is the exact conversation I had with them. I says, you, and I started pulling up their, their schedule and comparing schedules. And I says, look, East lost to three upper division schools, mm-hmm. you know, and they defeated, you know, Hubbard last week to get into the playoffs. Yep. And now they're seated at number four. I says, this is a very good team. And, that game at YSU between those two schools, Gerard and East, was a phenomenal yep. game. We did not, we were covering JFK at the time. Yep. But uh, everyone I talked to told me, and everyone I covered it just told me how phenomenal. And that's when Wade had that unbelievable game running the ball. And it was just a, a phenomenal comeback. And they won. And they've been on a roll ever since. But they've been on a roll all season long, yeah. to be quite yep. honest. And a team that just, right now does not want to be denied and it was just what a treat to be a part of and hopefully out there someone may have listened to it who enjoyed our broadcast and we'll be tuning in uh next saturday night because you know that's that's the goal my goal is to describe the game the best i can and bring you the action that's going on i'm not here to uh you know i might insert a little coaching decision once or twice just Mm -hmm. to have some fun but uh truth of the matter is i'm here to describe the game and, and bring it to you, the audience. And that's what my goal is. And uh, obviously, when we have in the playoffs, we have our own regional teams in here, our own Valley teams, and we're going to definitely root for them to win. Uh, not being a homer, but uh, we, you know who, why we're there and we know why we're, who we're covering. Yeah, I think. And, that, and I think that's important to remember. And But get back to the game in that conversation I had. And Two weeks later, I ran into him, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, when a, when Perry lost to Gerard, mm-hmm. and I says, well, we were both wrong about who was going to win the division, you know, the region. And yeah. he goes, yeah, yeah. And, he, and that's when he told me about his son breaking his ankle and everything was going on. And I told him, I says, I'd tell you what, Gerard's tough. Gerard is really good. I says, you, I says, I understand, you know. Look, I says uh, I really feel bad about your son, and I, you know, I know how good Perry is, but Gerard is as good, if not better. And you know, it kind of sunk into him. I mean, he's a father. I understand. Yeah, you know, and and that's and and you know, you're emotionally attached, and you know oh, the yeah. kids, you know, and all that. And I get it. I really do. And uh, we started talking. I says, but Gerard's really good. Trust me. I says, I know how good I've seen them play this year, and they're 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 special and. Uh, they're going to have that opportunity to finish off the season. And last night's game uh, proved it. You know, we t- we talked during the broadcast, Matt and I, and and even you in the breaks. And when we talk about the uh, turnover effects and mm-hmm. special teams and stuff like that, they play a huge part of every game. And last night, turnovers played a big part of each half. Yep. Uh, the turnover Mark Wade had going in to tie the ball game. Let it let it a touchdown for a Licking Valley, and they took that fourteen point lead into halftime. Gerard was moving up and down the field. I mean, even their defense at times made stops, but you could give Licking Valley all the credit in the world for what they did. 
I mean, they pulled out every. Oh, that speed option was ball. deadly. Yeah. Yeah, but they pulled out every trick option yes, in did. the book. Uh, they were not. A, they did two fake punts, onside kick. They had to try everything. They they ran a couple trick plays during the game where the quarterback walked away and he went into a, a wildcat position. Mm-hmm. All those things to try to sell a, a play, and it worked. Give them credit where credit due. Whatever yep. they when they wanted to do a little trickeration, it worked, and they succeeded. And they kept the ball and it kept them in the ball game. Because Gerard actually stopped them a few times where they should have punted the ball away, but decided to do trickeration and it worked. Coach Ballman did a great job preparing that team and using everything you know in his playbook available to try to win that game, and give credit to Lincoln Valley for what they they achieved this year. I mean, there's a reason why year in and year out they're yep. in the playoffs. There's a reason why they make big grunts and they have played for championships. And this is a good quality program, and I don't want to you know undersell them because when you pl- when you lose a game fifty three to forty eight, mm-hmm. it's just absolutely insanity. And uh, give credit though, like I said, that turnover on the fumble where Gerard picked up the ball, and then they went right down the field that and scored. And then all the extra points they missed that Matt so elegantly talks about each week about yep. how important every point is in the playoffs. And uh, Gerard blocked a kick. They missed a kick. They, you know, they gave up a two-pointer late in the ball game. Yeah. What a play. What a call. Give credit again to Coach Bowman going for the win, you know, saying, you know, I'm not sure we're going to get the ball again, you know, and yep. there's three and a half minutes left in the game, and we're going for two points. Let's take the lead here if we can. Yep. If not, I believe in my offense to get the ball back and score. So I really loved the way he coached that game. I love the way you know, Coach Pat Pearson coached his game, too. I don't want to take anything away from Gerard and the winning team. But uh, what a phenomenal, fun, amazing game. And the plays in that game, we'll talk about it. And we'll have highlights on the uh, on the scoreboard show. And uh, I'm not going to go into every play because there's just too many. But what a pleasure. What an amazing part to be a part of. And, I, you know, if you're a Gerard fan listening to this today, uh, I I plan on something special in the future for that game, and hopefully next uh, next Saturday or yeah next Saturday's yeah. Uh, recording will be the same way, and we'll have something special uh, for all the fans for Gerard here shortly on uh, Radio MVP. Yeah, that it's uh, two things it, or three things actually. Most often than not, when you get to this type of game, a state semifinal game, and often coaches will tell you. It's tougher to prepare and win the semifinal game than it is the championship game. You you have the the whole notion of human nature of looking ahead and looking ahead. And I and I've been there before in the as a coach and it bit me in the butt. Um, last night those those two teams were deserving and both equally deserving of winning the state semifinal game. That that was an absolutely incredible game. And far often than not, when you get to this type of game, you, you, you see teams and coaches play and coach not to lose and to be conservative. Last night, each team went for the jugular every single play, and it was a heavyweight fight. A Gerard showed being battle-tested in Region 13, as you called the best region in the division. And I think that's absolutely held true. 
uh, the schedule they've played all year. Um, it, just an incredible game. I, just an absolutely incredible game. Uh, the kids from Licking Valley, their execution on offense was flawless. And unfortunately, it came down to a couple stops here and there. And, you know, and, and they had Mark Wade stopped. They had pressure on Wade in the last play of the uh, Gerard drive to win the game. Uh, they, they had him down almost, and Mark Wade made, as my friend texted me after that play was over, who was listening, he said that that was a Mr. Ohio play. And I sat back and I thought, you know what? I can't disagree with that. No, uh, that play no. was a Mr. Ohio play. It, it, that was phenomenal. And to piggyback off your work story, I had a kid, oh, I want to say this was before the playoffs began. So before Gerard went on this run, and I had made mention, I would love Mark Wade at YSU. And anybody that knows me, I think Tim's probably sick and tired of hearing me say, I want Wade at YSU. But it's true. And that's a story for another day. Um, and I was talking and the kid's like, no, he's not that good. He's only a system quarterback. And I said, well, I mean, to have a really good system, you got to have a really good player. And to have a really good player and system, you got to have a really good coach. And I said, I've seen Gerard personally. They're good. He is really good. And he goes, no, he's just a system guy. Anybody could put up those numbers. Look, that's okay. A lot of quarterbacks could put up numbers in that system. But find me a quarterback, and you can't in this state that has the heart and the, I don't know, I hope it shuts him up about the Mark Wade's assistant quarterback. And can we finally stop about this local media member, Ron Potesta, who says that the <laughs> Mahoning Valley is it's very disappointing every year come to the playoffs. They always get, they always get destroyed. And blah, 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 blah. You know, Tim, this is going to be well, two years in a row that we're going to have a state champion. Yeah, let me say this. Uh, there's what I call LCD radio. Yep. And um, everybody knows about my opinion about yep. sports talk radio today. And, um, and there's lazy radio. And anybody who knows sports, and, and Ron knows this. I know no, he knows this because we've talked. And yep. I'm not – and I get along with Ron and I'm not here to trash him. And that was never, again, no. we know we don't pre, we don't uh, edit this. We just kind of freeload and whatever comes up, comes up. But let me say this. Everything comes in cycles in sports. Uh, teams are up and teams are down. Areas are up and areas are down. Uh, the, the Youngstown Mahoning Valley area maybe had a, uh, a dip in, um, in success in football for about four or five years. But this past year, it was loaded with talent up and down the dial, uh, you know, school district, school district. It was just phenomenal talent. Uh, we've seen it at JFK this year. We've seen it at Girard. We've seen it at Hubbard. We've seen it at, uh, you know, East. We've seen it so many different places this year. Uh, we've seen a good team in Warren Harding. Uh, we've seen a quad quite a bit of talent this year from the Mahoney Valley and it matured. Sometimes uh, I think our area has lost so much population in the last 30 years that we don't replenish our superstars as fast as we used mm -hmm. to. So it does take kind of a cycle to build up. And sometimes, and, and Gerard's a perfect example of this. 
These kids have played together since the sixth grade. This senior class has been together for a very long time and they've grown and they've succeeded and they have failed and it all sets you up for opportunity to win. And that's what it's all about. This isn't at the collegiate level where you re you recruit and replace. Uh, mm -hmm. This is the high school level where you have to grow your own, you know, product for a better example. You, know, you have to grow your own player and you need a system in place where you have a feeder system from uh, the junior high school level or even the midgets level and going into junior high and then going into high school and have a system that that they're all learning. So as they grow and get better at the game, they're just learning more onto what they already know. They're not changing every year. And that's the hardest thing about building a program. And that goes for all sports in this area. If it's baseball, if it's football, if it's basketball, if it's soccer, you need that feeder system. If you don't have that within your community, it's very difficult to succeed at the high school level on a year in and year out, year out basis. Yes, there are some schools that will come together quick, more quickly than others, but you need that feeder system. You have to grow a program, and a program is not just at the high school level. You have to have that feeder program at the junior high and maybe at the midgets levels in football, and that's just the way it works. And you need to teach certain things, and you can't have a different system at the junior high level than you do at the high school level or at the uh, freshman level. You have to have similar and, and build on. And that's what most of the programs in our area have learned and have, are doing now. Uh, and you're going to have cycles. Like I said, uh, will Gerard be a state title cha uh, chance you know, in 2019? I don't know. Probably not. But Mark White's a four-year starter at quarterback. Yeah. So you have to replace one of the best quarterbacks in the Valley. Uh, you know, And not just in the Valley, but maybe in a generation. So we'll just see, you know, Nick Crocker was 30 years ago, you know, playing football for Gerard and people still talk about Nick Crocker. Okay. So that's my point. Uh, people will be talking about Mark Wade for a long, long time. And let's just hope and pray that good things happen and going forward. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it and I can't wait for next Saturday's game and mm -hmm. it's going to be great. And we're really, truly uh, blessed to have this opportunity. And that's, uh, that's the way mm -hmm. it's been. As you mentioned to me, as uh, we got in the car last night waiting for Matt to uh, make his rounds uh, uh, through the uh, locker rooms, uh, you and I were talking after we cleaned up, and you mm -hmm. says, uh, you know, there was a time in August we we actually, and I said it on this po podcast, we're mm -hmm. not doing high school yeah. football this year. And then everything changed. And here we it's are end of a day in or week so. 15. And here we are going to week 15. So, uh, and we've done about 20 high school games this year. Mm -hmm. So it's been a phenomenal, phenomenal run, probably over 20 games. I have to go through the list. Yeah, we find yeah, out we exactly. Probably how, we've probably we, done we, 30. Yeah. I'm not sure exact number, but we've done a, we've done quite a few. Uh, you know, we basically up until this past week, each week of the playoffs had two games. So right yep. there's six, seven, we're going to do eight in the playoffs. We probably did close to 20 games this year. <coughs> Excuse me. 20, yeah. Um, 20 so, plus. Yeah. Plus I did a, a few games in the, in uh, Pittsburgh with uh, yep. Carnegie. So, but that's not the point. My point is just, it's been an amazing season that we know we're expected to happen. And I'm thrilled that I've had this opportunity and you move forward. 
Yep. And uh, speaking of uh, amazing games, uh, there was one in Columbus uh, earlier Saturday afternoon. Yeah, just a little one, huh? Yeah, and uh, you got to love Coach Meyer. He's now 7-0 against that team up north. And uh, and the first time in his career, he was an underdog. I didn't quite get that, to be quite honest. I understood why. Look, mm -hmm. going into the game, you had a very simple math going on. You had Ohio State ranked underranked at number 10, quite honest. And you had Michigan overranked at number four, who lost to what? Notre Dame early in the year. But, you know, the thought process is you have to promote team schools and get new guys in the top 10 every year. And it, and it is a bias. It's Anytime you have a ranking system that's not about who you beat and who you lost to, it's a problem. And you know, Ohio State did deserve to get, you know, ranked, get knocked down for its loss to Purdue. And it should have. And, and they, they did. I think they've overpaid for it, I think, uh, in, in the process. I think it's last year also. Yeah, well, I think it's Iowa. years, multiple years. Yep. I think, you know, losing to Clemson, um, Clemson like, yep. what, 40 to nothing that one yeah. is still a stinger to a lot of people on the national level. And I get it. People have biases. They don't mean to have them. A lot of them probably will never admit they have them, but we all do. Mm -hmm. And I say bias. We have regional bias. We have we have a sectional bias. We have you know a lot of different things that goes on, and we don't mean to do that. And when when a team is actually that good, you really want to promote them and and say, oh, they're the best team in the country, or this and that. But but the bottom line is. Uh, Anytime you have a system where people are voting and ranking teams, you're going to have a bias. And that's the problem. You know, and that's the problem that uh, groupthink brings, especially you know, the committee that selects. And they got people on the committee that I have no idea why. Why they're on the absolutely committee. Why they're on the committee. Makes absolutely no sense. They don't have those type of people nope. on the basketball committee when they choose the, uh, the basketball tournament. Uh, I just don't get it. But oh. that's a different story for another day. Yeah, that's uh, nerve. Get back to yeah. Get back to this game real quick. Uh, Haskin was just phenomenal. Uh, the entire team played well. The defense showed up and and did what it needed to do. Look, it's not a shutdown defense. Let's be honest. However, it's a bend don't break. It's it's enough to you know cause a few turnovers yep. and take advantage of it. And the last three four weeks of the of the football season. Ohio State's offense has just been unstoppable. It's kind of like Gerard. Anytime they have the ball, you expect fireworks. And they have done that traditionally throughout the last three, four weeks of the season. And it's just been amazing to watch. Uh, if you're an offensive football fan, Ohio State is a wonderful, fun team to watch. Yeah, it's um, – I never saw that coming yesterday. Never saw that coming. Um, and like you said, just what you said right now, their offense the last couple of weeks has been seemingly unstoppable. And that comes in large part to them starting to run the ball efficiently with two really good backs in yep. Weber and Dobbins and then sprinkling in Haskins and Martell here and there. And what I like getting Campbell involved in the run game um, that's when their offense took the next step because now you have to respect their ability to run. And, if, and it's a two edged sword right now. 
do you stop the run game and let Haskins go for 400 on you? Or do you stop his passing game and let them grind out 300 rush yards on you? Michigan's number one ranked defense and their revenge tour that they were taking everybody by storm. 567 total yards of offense. 396 through the air, which I had said. Oh, Ohio State will challenge Michigan with their downfield passing game because that's what Michigan struggles against. They struggled yep. against the backup quarterback in Brandon Wimbush and Notre Dame, and they struggled here. And then Ohio State just gashed them for 171 on the ground. And if Ohio State probably didn't have those 12 penalties and the botched kickoff, that game's probably nowhere near oh, – Ohio State could have 80. It was, it was just another exposure as the fraud we call Jim Harbaugh. I mean, look, he's a good football coach. But at the end of the day, Jimmy, you have to win. And you didn't win this year. You had your, you had your savior quarterback. You had your all-star defense in all this. And you got gashed in the two biggest games that you were measured by this year. And seemingly they weren't even close because you had a kickoff return to save your butt against Notre Dame and a, and a bad pass interference call that would have given Notre Dame their touchdown. So with that said, and my piling on on Michigan even more, where is Desmond Howard at so I can give him some tissues and a hug? He might need him <laughs> after today. Yeah, yeah. I, I got home late last night from the game, and I turned on to ESPN because I was just, you know, still wound up. And yep. I, uh, <laughs> me, me too. And I got to see the the replay of that, and I'm just shaking my head the whole time he's speaking. Look, I I know there's a lot of you know you're supposed to be hyperbole on 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 television and say stupid things and and put yourself out on a limb. Uh, but, you know, you're going to have biases, and that's what I'm talking about. Here's a guy from Michigan who, you know, he has to go back to his glory days as a player, and he mm -hmm. was a phenomenal player at the college level. I mean, he was a Heisman Trophy winner. You know, he made the the iconic pose in the end zone against Ohio State. Uh, he's a guy who, you know, had a – you know, this is his – he's known for – as a Heisman Trophy winner, and mm -hmm. he's from Michigan, and – you're not going to, you know, you're going to get the bias. That's all I'm going to say. You're going to get the bias. And they haven't had that, not the cheer for, for, for 10, 15 years now. Uh, you got to go all the way back since uh, Jim Trestle took the microphone at Ohio State yep. basketball game and says, you're going to be very proud of us come that date. And, uh, you know, it was November 22nd or whatever that yeah, may what, have been. Whatever Trestle's date was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that, during that speech. And from that moment on, the rivalries changed. It oh, went yeah. from a domination of Michigan to a domination of Ohio State. Uh, I think Michigan has won like two games in the last 15, 18 meetings. One it's, it's game in 15 years. Or one game in 16 years. Yeah. And that one game, or no, two game? games in. Yeah, they beat, like, Luke, yeah, they beat Luke, Luke. They beat Fickle, they beat, they beat Trestle in 03. Right, right. I was going to say they beat so two uh, games Luke Fickle. And they should have never right. beat Fickle. But, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that team, 
Two that was a tough 15. year for the universities. Let's yeah. just put it that way. And that, that happens. And, you know, Two and I've always said you got to give credit to teams that win the ball game. And I'm not going back and rehash that game now. But uh, when you win a ball game, you win a ball game. And you move forward. And you move backwards. And you, you reevaluate. And that's exactly what it's about. Uh, and it was phenomenal. You know, let's face it. I'm an Ohio State fan. And uh, I love I love this time of the year in, in November because it means Ohio State, Michigan. It means the game. It means all, all the pageantry to it. It means the win. And uh, yeah, I tell you what, I'm enjoying that because you know I grew. I'm older than you, so I I was I remember the ten uh, year war. Yeah. Uh, between Woody and uh, Schellenberger, and it was just it was just phenomenal. And uh, I you know I remember uh, you know Earl Bruce taking over. And then the run Earl Bruce had, I think he was six and four against Michigan or six and three against Michigan, something like that. Yeah, he had a good run. Uh, he did. He did. And, you know, he won some big games in Michigan when Michigan was favored. And that was phenomenal. Yep. And then came the John Cooper era. And that was the era where Ohio State just did not win big games. Just simple. They didn't. Uh, they lost to Michigan most years. And. They lost their bowl game most years. Yep. They just did not win big ball games in the John Cooper era. It was 13 years of, of just humiliation as a Ohio State fan. And then Trestle came in, and like I said, from the moment he grabbed that microphone and talked to the crowd and declared how proud you'll be of us on that date uh, to take on Michigan. And when it was all, all said and done, uh, it became one of the greatest battle calls of all time, and it changed the rivalry that moment. That moment changed the rivalry, and it became an Ohio State domination from that point on. If you want one place to talk, that's where it began, and it's continued. And And give credit to Myers and what he has done. He has not let off the foot anytime he has a chance. He uses that Woody Hayes, oh, you yeah. know, uh, thought process. If I can go, you know, would I go for two? Uh, why'd you go for two? Because I couldn't I can't go, for, go three. for three. Oh yeah, exactly. And, and Ur Urban Meyer is just that type of guy. He's, he's always been a throat on the, you know, he's going to choke you to death. He's just going to, he's going to pound you over and over all the offense. If he can do it, he's going to do it. And, you know, he did it, you know, a few years back and it worked. It got him into the playoffs and then they won the, won the championship with the third string quarterback. So, uh, Give him credit for what it did. This year has been a, a challenging year for that program. Mm -hmm. You know, from his suspension, from all the uh, chaos at the end, beginning of the year, uh, when Day ran the program for three weeks, you know, winning those games, uh, how they readjusted to Myers, and then, you know, the loss to Purdue, and then how do you regroup after a humiliation loss like that? And, and you move forward. And now they have a chance to play Northwestern and, you know, see where the chips may fall. All I know for sure is you can probably pencil in Ohio State for the Rose Bowl right now. I think mm -hmm. that's a given. And then you go from there. Uh, and hopefully, you know, as much as I want to play in the Rose Bowl, and I do, uh, if you get a chance to play in the uh, semifinals, obviously you want that more, you know, you want that chance. Was it a Cotton Bowl and uh, Orange Bowl? Yeah, Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl this year, yep. All right, so, yeah. you know, whatever they may land, let's see what happens. And, um, you know, but as a consolation prize, you can go back out to Pasadena for the first time in years, and that's that's not yeah. a bad thing. And that's, that's the, the way first I look. time in 10 years almost. Yeah, 
Well, with the new system, it's going to be yep. more difficult for the Big Ten school right now because the Big Ten school usually is in position to make the playoff. Yep. So unless the, the Rose Bowl is in that uh, cycle for themselves, you know, uh, and the Big Ten school happens yep. to be there, then they'll have that chance. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I, you know, and that goes with the Pac-10 school. If the Pac-10 school ever makes a big run again, you know, like USC did back yeah. 15 years ago. Uh, yeah. Then you'll, you'll see that, you know, it'll be the PAC 10 school trying to, you know, get the Rose bowl game and the, and the playoffs. But until then we, we really have nothing to worry about. Um, Cause right now the PAC 10 is not playing to that level and the big 10 is. So yep. that, it is what it is, what it is. What it is. is like That's I, right. I say. And that's uh, right. However, let's, let's move on real quick. Um, uh, Notre Dame played last night, and they played USC, as we just yeah. mentioned. And uh, what a great game and a big win for the Irish. Now they have that opportunity to uh, make the playoffs for the first time under the uh, the new system. Uh, I still wonder if not being in a in a, uh, a conference is going to hurt them long, one year where you're going to get three or four conference champions that are going to be like undefeated. And Notre Dame's going to be sitting there not playing that extra game and to get let, let out. I don't think it'll happen this year. However, I think in the future it could happen. I think, uh, well, first of all, let me say, uh, I don't think my nerves have calmed down yet. I think my my stomach is still in my throat. Thank God we have a month, maybe a little more, to let that simmer down. Um, but it's always nice beating, always nice beating Southern Cal. And for the first time in a long, long time, we have a two-game win streak over Southern Cal. So it feels damn good. Wow. Um, that does yeah. feel good. Yeah, it, it, it does, no matter how bad USC is. Um, I agree with you. I do think that one day you're going to have three or four undefeated conference champions. And I – but I do think that Jack Swarbrick, Nerdy and Athletic Director, and uh, Brian Kelly have had conversations, and I've heard snippets of this, that they would like to play a 13th game. They would like to, not a conference championship, but have the extra week in there to have that extra data point. Um, look. I don't know how you do that. My whole life, uh, we've been independent. That's all I know. Um, yeah. No, I'm just. I'm gonna be honest. I don't I know how you. I don't know how you schedule that game because you just don't know who you can get. And I know for sure they can get Hawaii. They could get BYU, but BYU prohibits playing 13 games in a regular right. season with their more right. Money. And they're in a conference now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, here's the thing, and that's what I'm saying. Playing Hawaii, yeah, you, you can get the extra game yeah. playing Hawaii. Is Hawaii traditionally year in year out going to help you that much? No. Now, you need to play a, a power 20 type team. And I just don't think that's available. And, you know, it's like Ohio State, for example. Let's use them right now. They're the East champion of the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. And they're going to play Northwestern, who is the West champion, yep. who is ranked in the top 20. That's the difference. Usually conference championship games, you're going to have two teams, at least in the top 25, top 30 teams, you know, in the country. And I just don't know how Notre Dame schedules a 13th game against an opponent of that caliber that help them. I think 
you may get lucky with someone like a, a Hawaii who would play that extra game. Yeah. Because they, they're allowed and you're allowed to take that game yep. for the travel purposes. But what do you do? You get you any mean? advantage of it? Do you do weak any advantage of playing that game? And my thought is no, you don't. Look, I think um, right now I they are very steadfast in being independent. Um, so the the thought of them wanting to join a conference, I think that's gone out the window to an extent. Um, but I do think that that's something of concern to Swarbrick and the the higher ups there that one year you're going to have a really good year and you're going to be shut out. I think and then like Ohio happen. state, you know, right now, if you're Notre Dame, you're in, you're out, you have to go undefeated. You have to yeah. go undefeated to have a chance to make the playoff. Um, and for Ohio state and Oklahoma and Georgia, you can lose that one game and still make it up at the end of the year. Notre Dame's not afforded that of that opportunity. Uh, but that's something they've decided themselves. That's something that burnout willing to budge from. So, um, they're going to have to reap the benefits and, um, deal with the consequences when those may come. Um, hopefully we don't get shut out this year. I, I don't think we will. Um, but, but that's something that one year it's going to happen and it's going to anger a lot of the, subway alums and the alums and you're going to have letters written and pitchforks and torches are raised but it's going to be a direct result of their decision and you have to take yeah. responsibility for your actions so look they they love the football money and i get it you know because they have their own uh football contract with nbc and everything else that they do radio wise and they made changes there recently and in the end like you said, they'll have to take responsibility for their own decisions. And I and I can accept that. If they accept that, I can accept that. And mm-hmm. uh, right now, they are a, a quasi-member of the ACC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they play uh, half an ACC year, schedule. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they put, you know, and obviously everything else they do is, is in the ACC for the most part. So I... I wish them well. I really do. I mean, I'm not anti Notre Dame. I just believe that someday this is going to come back and haunt them. And I don't think it's going to be this year. I think this year they've they've uh, able to climb that mountain and and will qualify. And it'll be interesting to see who the four teams are. Obviously, Alabama's you know Alabama's Alabama, and I don't know if there's a team out there. And I'm a Ohio State fan. And it says mm-hmm. they're going to beat Alabama this year. I just don't know that. It's going to take your best effort. Uh, you got to have something around. like yesterday. Yeah. It, yeah, it's just going to take an amazing effort to beat them. And there, any team can beat it on any given day, as we know in sports. Uh, Alabama is just really, really, really impressive. And uh, I could be wrong. And uh, I think it kind of gets boring seeing the same teams in every year. But this, there's a reason but for that. But that's what we have. Yep. But that's there's a reason for that. I mean – there's a reason for it, and that's the way it's set up. So it is what it is. Uh, it's just like the Patriots in the NFL. The reason why they're in the, the playoffs every year challenging for a Super Bowl is because they're that good. As simple as that. They're that good. Uh, there's a reason why the Cleveland Browns uh, suffer every year and haven't won many games in the last you know 15 years because they're not that good. They have never had the uh, you know the building blocks to build on and to improve. 
and why they've gone through so many coaches and every there's so many reasons why. But there's a reason why one one organization is good, one school is usually good mm-hmm. every year, and there's a reason why some schools suffer or or get into that middle range where they can't figure out what they're doing. And it's up to those who run the program or run an organization to figure that out. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see who gets chosen in the future and how they move forward. And, uh, you know, Notre Dame, you know, has stuck with uh, Brian Kelly. Give him credit. He's been there a long time and they've never budged. He's the longest he has been their guy. Blue Holes. Yeah. And he has not achieved what Lou Holtz achieved. And, you know, Lou Holtz had that, that national title early in his, in his run. And that meant, everything to that school and that yep. gave him that opportunity to stay as long as he did and uh it's gonna be it's it's not easy i no. think you know oh, i don't God, think kelly's no. uh you know give him credit it is difficult it's a difficult sell and you have to you have to achieve in the classroom and so many other reasons why you have to be successful at notre dame so uh give him credit where credit's due i was really happy for them and uh you know there's that potential, and I'm not saying Ohio State's in, but there's that potential Tim, you could see don't, in Notre Dame. Don't, don't, don't Notre bring Dame, it up. I don't know, bring it I know. That, this, all right, all right. Let's say it this way. Christmas let's just say be. it this way. Let, let's say it this way. The four teams that could be in the playoffs possibly are are Clemson and Alabama in the South, and in the Midwest you would have Notre Dame and Ohio State. How's that? Can I say it that way? You would have. My family eating Christmas Eve and Christmas dinner in two different households. It would be <laughs> absolutely nuts. No, but no, I would agree with you. Um, you know, Brian Kelly gets a lot of heat, and he's going to get a lot of heat every year because that's what comes with being the head coach of Notre Dame. You know, they always the joke always runs. While there's there's three really important jobs: the Pope, the President of the United States. And the football coach in Notre Dame, and uh, he's had a lot of uh, a, a lot of rough times. His first year there, they had you know the tragic accident of a kid getting killed, and then you know uh, the academic sanctions came down, and it, you know it, it, he's gone through a lot. Then he went through the four and eight season. They're they're two years removed from being four and eight and looking lifeless and getting shredded by. Anybody under the sun. So um, during the game, I want to blow every team out. And last night I was hating life when we were down 10 nothing, And I wanted to throw my phone through through uh, the Crater Stadium press box window. Uh, uh, but then I sit back and I think, well, you were there for the Weiss years and the Davy years and the Willingham years. And you're 12-0 and 0 for the second time in six years. Because growing up, heck, when we went 7-5, and 8-4, and four, I was ecstatic. Yeah, and now you know to be to be twelve and oh two years out of the last six is pretty uh, it's pretty dang special. So I'm gonna sit here all freaking day and I'm gonna gloat and I'm gonna gloat tomorrow and I'm gonna gloat I'm gonna gloat until December 29th when we play Clemson or Alabama, and I'll take my woodshed beating and I'll I'll probably gloat some more. <laughs> but uh, hey, that's another you know story for another time. It's um, exactly it. Let's 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 they enjoy. play the game like you say. It, it exactly. Let's only enjoy play the today. Game. You can only celebrate the game you just played. Yep. And you can only look forward to the next game. You have that opportunity. 
and you can only enjoy the game that they're playing at that moment. So let's not put too much in the forefront on any of these schools and teams, and let's just enjoy the, the atmosphere because uh, we've seen a great high school game last night. We've seen two great college games yesterday, and the NFL is playing today. Oh, all right, our team sucks. But um, – <laughs> We'll move forward and we'll have We're fun. We're gloating on, uh, today about what, yesterday. It, you know, week thirteen, you and I down. will go. Week thirteen, you and I will go out and and have a, a lunch and beer and whatever sodas we want and <laughs> and cheer on our Broncos and Browns and see if we can get a tie. <laughs> <laughs> and that might be the best because, honest to God, I didn't know that the Broncos were playing the Steelers today until I walked into work on Tuesday. I well, honestly, God, yeah. didn't know. Uh, yeah. I've been so yeah. laser focused with college and high school stuff that, uh, you know, like you said, it just, you know, kind of takes the back seat. And there, and there'll be a time, like you said, that uh, we discuss it. And I think we made efforts to discuss it every time we recorded. But every time we recorded, something big happens. You know, I don't think we, you know, uh, we can't project who's going to make a state championship run in high school and, you know, college with everything going on in the crappy year that YSU had and then Ohio State coming back from the dead, it seems. I, it seems like I was watching the episode of The Walking Dead and I've never seen the show. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is, you know, um, but there will be a time where we talk about the NFL again. and um, oh, We'll get into it. We'll Tim, are fun. you uh, – I mean one quick question about the NFL. Is your heart orange and blue today, or is your heart black and yellow? Honestly, or is it a tie? It's <laughs> neither. A tie? It's neither. <laughs> it's neither. You know, I don't care. Honestly, God, to that. you know, and, and this is this is really the way I've watched sports for a long time. Um, I'm a Browns fan, so I watch the Browns, and yep. then any other NFL game I watch just because it's on television, not because mm -hmm. I have an interest in it. Uh, I watch the I watch the Cavs because I like the Cavs. Yep. I don't really watch the NBA. Uh, you know, I, I watched LeBron James for the first time this year, last week, in a game against the Cavaliers. Now, Grant, she's on the West Coast, so I'm not going to see many games anyways. But I'm not turning on TBS or TNT to watch too many NBA games during the regular season because they just don't interest me. Now, the playoffs, they'll be a different story. I'll be more interested in it because the level of play is so much different. Uh and baseball, I'm an I'm a baseball. I can watch almost any game. Oh, but yeah. I'm I'm a huge I, I I'm a huge Indian fan, and they they're going to take up my evenings most nights. So and that's just the way I look at it. And you know, high school, I'm so involved with everything, so it's just going to be fun. And basketball season is just around the corner. Can't wait for that. And we're going to get into that here shortly. Matter of fact, uh, uh, it's five days between uh, the football game and my first basketball game. So. It just tells Holy you everything crap. that's going on. Yeah. Yep. It, it's just, it's a quick turnaround for myself. And uh, shout out to uh, Newcastle, by the way. They just raised their banner in the, in the gymnasium uh, yesterday. Uh, yesterday morning, they had a scrimmage against both uh, Gerard and Cardinal Mooney. <laughs> and uh, I don't, I was going to go out, but I, I just, I, I figured it was just too much for one day to go there. At ten in the morning, and then out. try to get. To, yeah, I, I wanted to. I wanted to. I thought about it, but it's just I did. I didn't have it in my schedule. Uh, but 
Uh, I will uh, see them on their first game, and the first game is against Youngstown Cheney. So it should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but we got one more high school football game this Saturday in Canton at the Hall of Fame, baby. It's the state title game, and that's where it belongs. This is I know everybody in Columbus hates me when I say this. It don't belong. This is where it belongs. Shoe. It does nope. not belong in the shoe. It belongs right there at a yep. high school football stadium, and uh, it belongs to Stark County. And and amen to that. I, I'm not a Stark County guy. It just belongs there. All right, Anthony. Final thoughts. Twelve and zero, baby. That's all I got to say. Twelve and zero. Uh, congratulations to Gerard. Uh, that. Tim, I think you made mention last night, and you've covered a lot more high school football than I have and seen a lot more high school football than I have. Um, that's a top five game for you. And that's saying something because you've been around a lot of great games. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Congratulations, it's Gerard. Best of luck this week. Uh, we'll be there uh, covering you guys, and uh, we'll be pulling for you. At this point, you throw all the bias out the window. You're you're covering Mahoney County team. You. You throw the bias out the window. Just to answer your question, I would put that game on the same level as the game I had many years ago when St. Ignatius and Warren Harding wow. uh, played down to the last moments of that game. Wow. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal playoff game. And uh, unfortunately, Harding came up on the short end. And I think St. Ignatius went on to win the state title that year. Uh, but it was a regional final, and it was phenomenal. One of the greatest high school games I've ever seen. And last night ranks right up with that one. Yeah, I I remember that game very briefly because I believe they replayed it on TV, and I remember watching that. The talent on that field that night was it was, was outrageous. Matter of fact, it, I it was incredible. I could be wrong, but it could have been uh, Brian Hoying at quarterback at the time uh, for St. Ignatius. Uh, I would have to check my facts. You have to go back I, and look. My, but I think yeah, I right. think he was. I think he was. He graduated uh, a, from Michigan State in 2007, so that he would have been there, yeah. Yeah, I believe it was. Early was. 2000s, right? Yeah. Yes, yep. Yeah. Yep. I believe it was Brian Hoyer at quarterback for St. Ignatius. It was actually um, a two-quarterback system for Harding that day, and yep. forgive me for not remembering the names. I'm sure people at Harding already do. And uh, it was wasn't, – uh, Wasn't Tom McDaniel's son one of them? Not Josh, but the other one. No. McDaniels was he did that when he was at Canton. Okay, but McDaniels okay. was the head coach. Uh, the, the, during that that game we're talking about. Okay, but and um, but anyways, it was a great game. You got to remember them all. They were a lot of fun, and I uh, can't wait for Saturday. It's gonna be a great game again, as uh, Gerard takes on Cincinnati, Wyoming, and uh, as I said in that one commercial I did, go Indians. I'll talk to you all soon right here on RadioMVP.com.